The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Lady Madonna. What happened to Saturday? The Saturday in this. Um, I think the Barrel House Piano, if that's what it's called, starts only on the left channel, which is intriguing. I like how the guitar kicks in in the second verse. The vocalized brass uh, is fun. It's enjoyable character study by Maka. See how they run as clever. It refers to the pantyhose and, and a callback to I am the walrus. So it's self-referential without collapsing on itself. Yeah, I mean, the Barrel House Piano is probably my favorite part of the song, for sure. Um, I often will get annoyed with the kind of fake voice that Paul will do sometimes. Lady Madonna thing. (laughs) But it does... But, wow, that almost sounded like I was doing a Doors thing there, but I didn't mean that. Um, uh, But it does work on this song, Uh, it's it's fine here. Um, It's more rocking than a lot of their recent output, so that's also great. Uh, And, you know, I might might dance to this hit. Get the self-reference. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, good. Okay, good. Um, Well, this was the first release by the Beatles in 1968. It was recorded just prior to the group's trip to India to study meditation with the Maharishi. It was also their final release on Parlophone Capital. Bye. From Hey Jude, from Hey Jude onwards, bye. From Hey Jude onwards, the Beatles released all their subsequent singles and albums on their own Apple Records label. So, according to musicologist Walter Everett, Lady Madonna, as you pointed out, is a raucous rock and roll song. It heralded the Beatles' return to a more standard form of songwriting after their recent psychedelic productions a back-to-basics approach that many other artists pursued throughout 1968. Hashtag Beatles did it. So we're trimming back the excesses of the summer of love. Yeah, it lasted four months, you know, the psychedelic era. They they just moved right on. (laughs) Yep, They're like, back to the basics. Mm -hmm. Going full circle. Author Jonathan Gould views the timing as proprietous. Uh, since the British music press in early 1968 began to tout the idea of a rock and roll revival as a corrective to the excesses of psychedelia. Although the gritty subject matter was a departure from the LSD-based fantasies that dominated much of the Beatles' 1967 output, the lyrics in the middle eight of Lady Madonna contained the words, See How They Run, and Echo of Lennon's I Am The Walrus. I said that. Um, in November 2017, Bacardi revealed that Lady Madonna was partly inspired by a photograph of a Malayo-Polynesian woman surrounded by three small children. It was taken by photographer Howard Sorchik, Sakarek, whatever, and appeared in an article titled American Special Forces in Action in Vietnam in National Geographic's January 1965 issue. The music of Lady Madonna was nobly a throwback. Da, 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 da. The intro bears resemblance to that of Humphrey Littleton's 1956 hit Bad Penny Blues, Released on Parlophone, whose head of A&R was George Martin. Who? And McCarty's left-handed bass-led piano playing was inspired by blues pianist 
That's Domino, mm-hmm. who covered Lady Madonna in 1968. He heard uh, it, said, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Paul said uh, it re- reminded him of the way he played it, of Fats Domino, so he started singing in a Fats Domino impression. So that explains the interesting voice. In fact, he said it took my voice to a very odd place. I'd did say. You, did you know Chubby Checker got his name from Fats Domino? Really? Yes. He apparently had the, nick- the childhood nickname Chubby, and they're like, well... Fats, chubby, domino, checker. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh. T-I-L. Let's twist uh, again, baby. Hmm. Like we did last year. <laughs> because, because we... We, <laughs> we can't do that psychedelic stuff no more. It only lasted four months. You might have listened to the twist original version. <laughs> What was so, the twist? Was the twist the fifties? Probably. I'd okay, so then that would be the then that would be the song that I would dance to, you know, before right. my mother was born. Is, is the tw- let's twist again the best sequel song? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like the record, the Edmund Fitzgerald too. Mm. Sorry. Okay. Rest okay. in peace, Gord. Or that's right. I'm trying to think of a sequel songs. What are other sequel songs now? Can you, can you think of any off the top of your head? I'm I'm thinking I'm forgetting a song that ends with part two, and I don't oh. know if there's a part one. Well, there's or, or would a remix be considered? What I a part say, two? what I say, part what part one and two. Sure, sure, I, but I, that's more just for like d- denoting on a single that they can't just put it on a forty-five on one side. Right. What about uh, the Monster Mash? Aren't there multiple Monster Mashes? <laughs> I I don't I don't I'm not aware. I'm not an expert on the uh, Halloween novelty songs. I think it's mostly like a novelty thing, anyway. Check out our Discord. Uh, yes. The link let is us in know. our Twitter bio, and let us know what we got wrong. Yes. Please do it. You won't. <laughs> I dare ya. John Lennon said of this Lady Madonna, good piano lick, but the song never really went anywhere. Maybe I helped him on some of the lyrics, but I'm not proud of them either way. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus Christ. Uh, four sax players were contacted to complete the song. They recalled it at the last minute without any prepared music, and their <laughs> lines were largely improvised. In his book, Revolution in the Head, Ian McDonald writes that Scott's audibly exasperated solo was prompted by McCartney's, quote, unprofessional failure to provide the players with a proper horn arrangement. The Scott in question is Ronnie Scott, uh, and his saxophone solo was removed or buried in the mix for the most part, and he was unhappy about this. Um, But, you know, the Beals and George Martin were free to do as they pleased. Take your money and get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beatles briefly and informally returned to Lady Madonna at Abbey Road on September 5th, 1968, while working on the arrangement for While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Only available at bootlegs, this off-the-cuff version mainly featured McCartney on organ and vocals, 
with minimal input from the other Beatles. The group performed Lady Madonna once more on January 31st, 1969, the final day of recording for the Get Back Let It Be sessions. It was a somewhat shambolic rendition which contained the improvised lines, Lord and Lady Docker, in your private yacht, all the people wonder why you have such a lot. That, there was a lot of uh, BSing going on in the Get Back Let It Be sessions. Yeah, there's just a little. Just a little bit. Nine hours worth. <laughs> the um, the extended sax break from Ronnie Scott does appear on Anthology 2, if you're curious. The song's selection as the single's A-side came at the expense of John Lennon's Across the Universe, which Lennon withdrew from contention as the B-side, since he was dissatisfied with the musical arrangement anyway. As a result, George Harrison gained his first Beatles B-side as the songwriter with The Inner Light, and we will get to that next. The Beatles filled two promotional sequences for Lady Madonna on February 11, 1968, both for worldwide syndication to television companies. Um, basically, they recorded themselves recording Hey Bulldog, and which we will get to, and I can't wait. Chris Welsh of Melody Baker expressed doubts about Lady Madonna, saying... Best bit is the piano intro. Then you can have fun wondering why Paul's singing sounds like Ringo. They go out and buy another record. <laughs> and apparently, many listeners mistook Paul's Pre- Elvis Presley-style vocal, according to mm-hmm. some other people, for Ringo Starr. On his return from India, Ringo commented, Yeah, a lot of people did. It didn't sound like me to me. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, Elvis Presley covered the song because, in 1971. Yeah. Presley's version was an impromptu studio jam that was not available until the release of his 1995 box set, Welcome Harris writes that just as Fats Domino's cover confirmed leading Madonna's rock and roll credentials, Presley's performance served as the greatest accolade. It's basically an Elvis song, and it's like perfect for him, so... I'm sure the Beatles were positively chuffed. I'm sure they were. Well, some of them probably were. Maybe only one of them. Maybe maybe two of them were. (laughs) I'm sure Ringo was 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 you know chuffed to bits that uh, (laughs) that the king covered it. Yeah. And then Elvis uh, ratted them out to Nixon, the Beatles. Then they're like, "What the fuck? Come on, man." Love count zero. The love for Lady Madonna. Josie Scale, I'm sorry, John, but I'm giving this a yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a yeah as well. I think it's a it's a fun barroom ditty. Lady Madonna, I'm going to have a beer. I'm Ringo. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Someday we'll judge if they're fine Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine